Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 160 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. I just spent, I don't know, the last 10 hours doing habitat work. And i got to be honest, it's not the most glamorous. Basically, I was just fixing fence all day. We've got, uh, on the project I'm working on, we got a couple of miles of let down or drop fence. And then we've got some others. Some other areas that um, are high fenced areas to keep elk and mule deer and other uh, wildlife out. And uh, so I spent some basically all day working on this high fenced area trying to make it elk and deer proof so they don't get in. And uh, it's not very glamorous. But it reminded me, while I was on the river yesterday, there was this stretch that we were coming through, and we got near a bridge, and they had uh, the goat panels, or sheep panels, whatever you want to call them, with the 4x4 squares. They're about 16 feet long, 4 feet high. And we looked, and there was a mule deer doe caught in, uh, in, the, sheep, in the sheep panels. And its leg was outstretched, and it was completely bloody. Basically, from the joint all the way to the hoof, it had torn the skin off and snapped its leg. But it couldn't lay down because it, uh, where its leg caught on the fence. And we tried to find a place to pull over with the rafts, but the water didn't allow us to eddy out. But we were able to get a hold of the Utah Division of Wildlife, and they said they would send somebody up. And so we got to the takeout point. We loaded back up, and we decided we were going to do another run with another group. And obviously, we were going to come back to that same spot again. So in talking with uh, the couple of people that I was riding with in the raft, I decided that uh, if the Utah Division of Wildlife hadn't showed up yet, that I would get out and at least release the doe. It wouldn't have gone far. Her ears were droopy and just laying down, and you could tell that she was not doing very well. So we decided that we were going to eddy out just above her. We could see her from a position, and we were just going to eddy out. And right as we were about to eddy out, a Utah Division of Wildlife um, truck pulls up, and the guy hops out with his 22, and he's about ready to fire right as we were. We were almost directly behind the doe, and he realized that, hey, Somebody's on the river, so he looks up and so he said he apologized and uh, put the gun away. And, and we told him we were the ones who called it in, so he said thank you. And we continued under the bridge, and next thing you know, we heard a shot, and assuming that was the end of the doe. But that's the one thing that bugs me about fences, is the amount of animals that fences kill each year is just unbelievable. Whether it's five-strand bob wire or that mesh fencing that they used to use for sheep that they would string miles and miles of, or the sheep and goat panels that uh, are so popular today, fencing is just brutal on wildlife. And out of all the fencing, different fencing things that I have come across, 
it's these panels that seem to have the most problem. As the deer are going over these panels, they kick their legs, almost like trying to kick it free. But what they end up doing is sticking it back through the four by four squares. And when they're going down, it gets caught and then it gets tangled. And then they just end up snapping it. And basically they just end up dying because they can't free themselves. And so dehydration, stress, and all that play a huge part. But fencing is just brutal on wildlife. So next time you're thinking about a fence to put on your property, do a little bit of research, find out. There are some uh, approved heights and things that they recommend, whether it's the Forest Service or the Fish and Wildlife. Uh, within each state, there are some friendly fences, whether it's uh, 18 inches off the ground and not, not more than, what, 40 inches. But even the decorative fencing that you see, like around cemeteries, is just brutal. I don't know how many times I've come through and had to remove a deer that had tried to get through the decorative welded fences or they have impaled themselves as they have tried to clear. Uh, there was a situation in Ogden where a fence, it was a decorative fence on a guy's property, a doe jumped over it and basically just gutted herself because the point caught right where the brisket is. And as she went down, it just went deeper and deeper and deeper until it hit her pelvis and it spilled her guts out onto the sidewalk. And it hadn't died. And I'd got there within 25, 30 minutes of the call, but it hadn't died and I had to euthanize it. But fencing is just brutal on wildlife. So next time you're thinking about fencing, Think about some of the ways that you could help wildlife, whether it's giving them a little space underneath to crawl under or not going quite as high so they can jump over. Everybody has animals they've got to keep in, and I understand that. But there are some different ways that you can do that to help wildlife. That's it. All right, you guys, have a great day. Stay wild.